Tell me the truth, Carl. Who have you been sleeping with? Joe, I promise you, since you and I have been together, I have not slept with another woman. And I can promise you that. What about a man? What the fuck did you just ask me? I see the way you look at them when you think I'm not paying attention. I see it. The pool boy in the Hamptons. My driver. The guy the other night at the opera. I see it all, Carl. You have no idea how much I hate coming up into this motherfucking house sometimes. Every day, Joanna. If it ain't you telling me what to wear, how to look, calling the shots over my head. Are you gay? How you gonna ask me a question like that? How did you marry a woman and then turn around and let a man bend you over? Ain't nobody bending me over. Oh, so you doing the bending? Is that what it is? I don't wake up holding another man. Or, or, or walking down the street holding some man's hand. That's gay, okay? That ain't me. You're saying a lot, Carl. You're saying a lot without saying nothing at all. I'm saying that your husband is a man, Joe. I'm a man every day of the week. I'm a man. I'm just a man who enjoys having sex with another man, Joe. No attachments, no fucking, no relationship. Just sex, you know? That's what I'm saying, and I'm sorry. Say if you're sorry. One thing I don't need are any more apologies. I got sorry greeting me at the front door. You can keep yours. I don't know what to do with them. I can't even, I, I have to throw some away. I can't get the clothes in my closet because of all the sorries. You know what, I'm gonna put a sign on the door. Better yet, I, I, I'm gonna leave a voicemail. <laughs> a message on my voicemail. If you call them to say you're sorry, call somebody else because I don't use them anymore. I let, I let I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, and how could I walk down a dark and musty street in Brooklyn, Carl? Well, I'm going to do exactly what I want and I'm not going to be sorry for none of it. Let sorry soothe your soul. I'll soothe mine. You've always been inconsistent, doing things and saying you're sorry about it. Beating my heart to death talking about you're sorry. I'm not going to call you. I'm not going to be nice. I'm going to raise my voice. I'm going to yell. I'm going to scream. I'm going to break things. I'm going to race the engine until all your secrets about you to your face. And I'm not going to be sorry for any of it. I loved you on purpose. I was open to you. You are so annoying. <laughs> you need a handkerchief a to wipe bit. those eyes. What a powerful scene in this movie. That was out of control. And it was Ugh. just kind of like... You felt something for him, but then you felt, felt so for bad for yeah, her. Betrayal is a real thing, Joe. You definitely felt something for him. But Carl... <sighs> Played by Omari, yes. Mr. Omari. Uh, yes. ugh, I can't even get it out. I'm Omari sorry. Hardwick. All fucked up. Be my bae. Mr. Bend Omari me. Hardwick. I can't even be happy right now. And Miss Demita Joe. <laughs> yes. Roper. <laughs> Hi, chickens. How are you? <laughs> Welcome to another week of Hung Up Podcast, everyone. Yes. 
where you may have nothing but sorries. But <laughs> Piling up, waiting for you at the door. Yeah, so much I can't even get to the clothes in my closet. Damn. Yes. To the point where I'm going to leave a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Letting y'all know, if you calling me to say sorry. Keep it. Keep it. Amen. Because ain't nothing I can do with it. Mm. But despite all of that. Yeah. We'll never hang up on you. I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. And I'm Eric, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at E. Dante Cole. Yes. Find us both on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. It's kind of like Zoom. (laughs) Every time I spell it, I feel like I'm on Zoom. You like it. Yeah, I love it. Don't forget, you can email us at hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. We've gotten some amazing emails. Um, We may not read them, all of them, but we will say that we are happy that a lot of you are out here getting dick. That makes a lot of you guys, except for one. All the emails, interesting emails. (laughs) Yes. About. We're happy for all of, all, of it. all of the sex you're getting. Hopefully some of that rubs off over into the podcast. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> Keep emailing us. Yes, we love Keep it. Keep us posted. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to rate, review us. Oh, yes. If you are listening to us via the Apple podcast, you please, like, we won't be anything if you don't rate and review us. And we've gotten some cute... Um, comments and we've gotten some great reviews uh to the one person who gave us a four star instead of a five haters are gonna hate (laughs) 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 but we appreciate you for voting and listening anyway yes we really appreciate it um and yeah comment on soundcloud and all that shit but Don't forget and, and follow us, like he said, on Twitter. Our Instagram is popping. So cute. Get into our get into our pictures. They're so cute. And we yeah. have a cute little layout. We, 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 we don't do we much hyping ourselves up. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute or whatever. Um Yeah, so how have you been? I, I feel like your energy when you came in was a little low. It was, yeah. And so I feel the need to And that's why I'm here with Demita Joe crying. Yeah, check in with you. What's <laughs> yeah. up? Um, no, I mean, there's just so much going on and sometimes you just need like a moment to be low so that you can get back up to the high. Mm. I just feel like everything is just coming full force. And that's what I say like every week, but it, it, it's an every week thing. Um, but mm. although, you know, things are kind of rough and like I'm just running and being stretched super thin, I think God really shows you where you need to be. And I'm, I'm grateful for being shown that this is where I need to be in this moment. Um, that's what those hard moments are for yeah like God is really like setting you up yeah it's not about the setback it's about the get the set up (laughs) (laughs) I gave you an old (laughs) but like we can talk I would love to talk about purpose in episodes to come but um, I've really gone through a journey in figuring out what my purpose is and how my purpose aligns with like my innate passions and the things that like I just feel I should be doing yeah and I'm not going to talk about the journey now because again this could be an episode but today I've had I had so many interactions for those who don't know doctrine and psych I'm currently beginning the stages of doing therapy and like the connections I'm making with clients and like the fact that my supervisor sat me down today and was just like I'm watching you and I just have to tell you you were born to do this it like I'm so it just proud of you. the different experiences I'm having are just reassuring that 
You're awesome. This is what I'm supposed to be yeah. doing. Like I'm, I'm living my purpose. I'm, I'm following the plans that have been set for me. And while it's hard, super, super hard, mm. um, it's gonna be worthwhile, and it is worthwhile. And so I'm grateful for the struggle. I am struggling, and I'm gonna push through. And certainly, yeah. and you already know that that prize at the end is going to be worth it because so, you're going listen, through the struggle. Even the halfway prize coming up soon. <laughs> tell a photo shoot is coming. You hear I, what I'm saying? I hear about this often. Um, I know, you know, and I've met many different people who have either, you know, gotten, you know, a PhD or mm-hmm. some sort, mm-hmm. or are in a program currently. Yeah. And, you know, everybody says just how challenging and tough and time-consuming and draining and what would you, okay, so what would you say is the hardest part about your program? I don't think it's the program. I think it's the balance, right? Between life and academics. I'm not 18 anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not just going to school. I'm not on a campus where my routine is wake up, go to class, come back, do work, and then figuring figure out partying afterwards. You know what right. I mean? I'm, I'm literally in a space where I am balancing numerous things. I'm balancing work. I'm balancing externship slash internship, whatever you want to call it. I'm balancing, you know, potentially giving my time to somebody who or people or whomever who might be you know lifelong partners and or a partner like I'm I'm balancing you know savings I'm balancing you know trying to stay afloat and trying to be together when I'm in my 20s and don't know what's going on and I like this is not just me saying like like you know because I know we're all doing that right now and you know you're in your 30s I'm in my 20s and these ages are the ones where we're literally figuring it out right just adding school into it is just like what like what is happening you know but you still have to keep pushing this is why therapy is a beautiful thing it is like such a bitch Mm -hmm. to go to school and work at the same time and just have to you know adulting while being in school and working Mm -hmm. at the same time and there is no manual as we all know right it's like good luck girl figure it out (laughs) and there are times where you feel like you are literally like losing it it's like top model remember like (laughs) in top model when they would go to like these international places and would just have to figure shit out yeah that's literally like barely no direction yeah have to use like a fucking map at least they got a map we don't have none all you have is an agenda in some place and some time where you need to be there Mm -hmm. and you just Mm -hmm. gotta figure that shit out and and all the while try to keep it cute yeah And try to maintain some type of social life if that even exists. That ex- Listen, I'm about to cut it off. Saturday night, do not call me. I'm be in the bed typing on a computer. Yeah. No, that's actually real. This Saturday night, for those no, who listen, I, do not call me. <laughs> like, I, I, I what about you, though, boo? Man, this week, I really felt like I was in a twilight zone. Ooh. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> you ever feel, like, somewhat disconnected from reality? And kind of like floating. Yeah, like you're kind of just like floating along. Yeah. Sometimes. Or I guess like we can get into autopilot mode. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, with the work routine, going to work, working, coming home, like doing your same routine, going to bed, waking up and doing it, you know, again. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. I spent the first part of my week self-caring from my sinus infection from last week. Yes, are you feeling better? 
<laughs> I'm feeling a lot better. Cute. Um, I missed a little work, <laughs> so that's why I said really, you know, the first part of my week was just kind of just off, mm. right? So, like, after Wednesday passed, I certainly was trying to make up for my lack of productivity. So, I updated my, like, my personal financial budget. Yes. And I also updated my resume with some of the things that I've been doing lately, <laughs> like financial literacy pre- presentations at work. Mm-hmm. And I also recently joined a few um, different professional organizations. Yeah. Bad bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I, I gagged when I looked at the last time that I updated my resume. It'll catch you off Because you know how it like shows you the date, like last mm-hmm. modified no. or you last have Microsoft opened Word? or whatever. You got Microsoft Word? Or is it Apple Pages? It's Microsoft, but I have a MacBook. Yeah. Listen. But it's, it's Microsoft it'll read you. Word, though. Them, them last days yeah, will it'll definitely you know the last time you. you were here, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, when did you re- visit your resume? <laughs> when? Where you been? Where you been? 2012. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I looked, I looked at the date. And it coincided with when I got my last job. Yeah. So the fact is, is, huh? This is a blessing. It's like a little reminder. Listen, and the fact is, is that it's, this is a continuous process. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we should always be updating our resume. Sure. As we go along, because it's easy to forget some of the extraordinary things that we are doing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's easier to have a resume that is a living document versus trying to remember months, sometimes years back, what yeah. you might have, what you did Absolutely. or what you presented on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we got to be out here. What did Mary say? I'm a glow up. Throw it in your face. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mary. We got to be out Shout here. Shout out to Mary's body. Shout out to her body and mm-hmm. just her album and her whole glow up. Like, yeah. after all this shit that she went through, like... We out here. Mm-hmm. We know you out here. DJ we out here for Khaled, you. Mary J. Blige. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that song. It's my favorite. I can't stand <laughs> you. <laughs> yes. But um, not much more. Uh, because I was feeling like crap for the past like week and a half, I haven't had any tennis matches. And as I've, you know, let you all know a few episodes back, the fall season just started. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Today, I did reach out to some of my league members um, to schedule some practice time before I um, scheduled my first match, Mm -hmm. Um, and a few people um, reached back out to me, so we're going to see how that's looking. Um, It'll be great. I may be out of town this weekend, so I don't really know. Back home. Oh, true. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. But I am excited about my first match. One of my league buddies, he actually strings... Rackets? Is he trying to string my racket? <laughs> what do you look like? What does he look like? He might be listening. Oh, amen. Because the hey. last time we had a match, uh, we were at Drexel University playing. I be running. Um, is he tall? I told him, and he was actually—he is very tall. Ooh. He's probably about six three. Chocolate? I would say at least. No. That's fine. That's white chocolate. Oh, okay. That's fine. But we, we, we had a good, we didn't play a match, but we just kind of like played around and um, we, do, we did play two sets. I think I mentioned it, um, but he, he was kind of keeping me in check because I told him, I was like, I, got, I have somewhere I need to be soon. I need to leave and it was to come and take the show. Mm. 
So he was keeping me in check. So when we were getting ready to leave, he was like asking me about the show. So I told him about it, and he Did said he was going to listen. I, that's yeah, default, right? Okay, yes. If I tell him about the show, uh, uh-uh, you could have hit me. It's fine. No, 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 no. These are two separate things. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm listening. But he could very well be listening, and if he is, was up? Hey, tennis bay. <laughs> You're six three. I am six two. <laughs> Let's meet. Let's have some drinks. Tennis Bay. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But you know, besides... I also play tennis. Huh? I also play tennis. What kind of tennis do I you play? I played in high school. I was first men's doubles. Oh, that you meant like current. No, I mean like this. Okay. I still got the skills though. I still got the racket oh, and you... I got some ASICs. And you still got the skills? I'm ready. You ready? Yes. <laughs> I like to play by the fence. Let me just tell you how I've... I really enjoy playing most most of the courts that you play on are hard courts, mm-hmm. um, but they're the the worst for your body and your joints and your feet. Yeah. So there's a tennis club in Germantown that I used to be a part of. Ugh, that shit was so expensive, but it was like a um, it was a clay court mm-hmm. and it was really cool. Cute. I really enjoyed it, and they that was my first time like really see, seeing how they manage clay courts like they have to at a certain certain parts of the day especially in the summer mm-hmm. they gotta you gotta get off the court and you have to turn the sprinklers on mm. they have to like water the courts to yeah. soften it up yeah okay just to, i guess the maintenance cute but I, I i am very excited to get back out there i've been wanting to for the past few days i just need to get some some of that like sport athletic tape mm-hmm. so i can like wrap your body my spots yeah. where i've been somewhat injured <laughs> child, we all and unless i take wrapped, care of it okay. um it's mostly in my feet yes tennis really does a, a number, number on, on your, your feet. feet yes <laughs> mm-hmm. i am a witness which is so, why i wear socks so yeah yeah that's I'm ready cute now. perf i'm ready ready for what i'm ready to be wrapped to get back out there, to be wrapped. Oh, okay. Get, I'm, I'm ready to be to wrapped, wrapped too. Hallelujah. Tortilla, fresh lettuce. <laughs> you know, I don't know what she said on that thing, but she was jamming. Mary always jams. <laughs> if it's one thing she does, she does. She mm-hmm. give you that little ditty bop yeah, the, dance, that little, that New York. Like. She's lucky she don't be falling in the boots. <laughs> she's a professional. And she's still out here doing it. Yes. And I'm here for it. I I saw her when she was on tour with Jay-Z. Okay. Didn't they release like an album together? Or they went on tour together? They had a few songs together though. Song Cry. But um, I saw them together at uh, Madison Square Garden in New York. And it was just something I'll never forget. Cute. They were awesome. Yeah. So bitch, what are we talking about today? Dating on the down low. Ooh. What not, not just dating on the down low. That that definitely will be a question. But just down low in general. I'd like to have a discussion about that. Sure. I'm ready to discuss. So in thinking about this topic, going online, doing a little research, seeing seeing what's out there, when you Google down low, I just thought it was really interesting about what comes up. What's yeah. the first thing that comes up when you when you Google down low? Google says, 
Down low is an African-American slang term that typically refers to a subculture of black men. Most date or marry women and engage sexually with men they meet only in anonymous settings like bathhouses, mm-hmm. in parks, or through the internet. That is interesting. <laughs> Can we just talk about that? Yeah, for a that's second? a hot. That so, is loaded. When I first like, read that, I was like, "This is a hot ass mess." A fucking mess. mess. And but it's so. What's so interesting about this though is that it's the first thing that pops up when you research down low, yeah. and I think. You know, first impressions are everything. Somebody could just be looking to figure out what download is, read this, and internalize so much. And and contribute more view to view black issue. men who kind of preserve their privacy mm-hmm. as this down as this definition of down low. And I think it's very harmful, especially when you are your goal is to advocate for the sexual pleasure of black men. Right. Whether that be with a man, whether that be with a woman, this definition of down low is really toxic, and it shapes a lot of the mindsets that we hear verbalized today or hear he shared today. So it's it's kind of fucked up. I agree with you. I think it's just adding to the issue. Mm-hmm. This like very negative, dirty, dark. I mean, look how they even met, mentioned bathhouses and parks. Yeah, anonymous so, settings like anonymous settings. You know. It's, and when I say it's adding to the problem, I, I agree with you 100% mm-hmm. that it creates this idea or this image about down low men that number one, they're mostly or only African American men. Mm-hmm. That they're married or dating women. Number two, women. that they're married or they like, date women. Who said that? And number three, that they engage sexually with men in only anonymous, anonymous spaces. Yeah. That's, that's crazy to me. I mean, again, this is the internet. We're not taking their mm-hmm. definition of down low seriously. Yeah. But to your point, if someone is trying to, is on a journey of sexuality and trying to figure themselves out or just trying to explore, this, this is going to be the too. first thing that they see yeah. when it comes to down low. And yeah. What I will say, though, is that some definitions kind of come from truth and maybe, you know, there are some men some who of it fit this. this. Yeah, some men do fit this profile. Absolutely. So it's not it's not that we're knocking this completely, but it's like this is crazy because this kind of puts an umbrella over a lot of men who may not fit this profile. That's crazy. So let's dive on into the to the conversation about it. Um, what does DL mean to you? You asking me first? You want me to go? You say have me go first. I'll go first. <laughs> For me, I think overall, like when I think DL, I just think private. It's a man who may be attracted to men, but has decided not to share that part of himself with the world at large, Mm -hmm. whether that be with like his family, whether that be with his close friends, whether that be with his work. There are different places, and you can be out, but I also believe that there are, as an out individual, there can be places where you are DL. Mm-hmm. Right? right? There can be not places, but more spaces where you are DL. So you may be out to your family and friends, but when it comes to your job, you may be DL. Right. You may traverse through spaces and people may seemingly perceive you as like a straight male and you don't do anything to challenge that. In a way, that's a type of DL. Yeah. Very abstract way to think about it, yeah. but it keeps this conversation real mm-hmm. because there's so many like nuances. Yeah. And yeah. gray space. 
it's not just like one or the other, hot or cold. Yeah. Um, it can look very different. So to me, DL can mean a few things. It, it, I think it depends on the context of the situation. Mm-hmm. DL could mean I'm not out, but fuck around with men. It could mean I acknowledge I'm gay, but because of work, I have to keep a low profile. Mm-hmm. It could mean I present myself as straight, but mess with men low key. Like we were saying, yeah. like it could yeah. mean that. Yeah. It could mean I'm not about that gay scene or that club life or however people you know like to mm-hmm. position it. I think folks define it for what works for or what doesn't work for them yeah. at that particular time. And especially for like black men, I truly believe that DL is necessary for our community. Mm. Now, I'm not saying black gay men, I'm saying black men. Mm -hmm. DL is necessary. Why? You look historically like, I always bring it back to slavery and how we were brought here against our will. Black man, the black man, or a man's drive in general. He's drinking water. This brick was brought to you by Eric's dog, Tristan. (laughs) And the fact that Eric does not like it when Tristan makes noises. But I'm so you're right. I'm sensitive to sound Mm -hmm. like I'm especially in the morning. I'm very like bothered (laughs) by especially like sounds I hear (laughs) because I live in an apartment (laughs) building now. Yeah. And it's taken me an adjustment, like getting used to like other people. Me and and Tristan both like we took some time to get adjusted. Yeah. yeah. Sounds. (laughs) You are a mess. Sorry. Go ahead. I think and you are jumping to the next question, which is talking about whether or not this is a black issue and what that looks like. Oh, shit. Okay. Look but at me. We can actually go right into that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to say that it is worth saying that regardless of the context, men have to consciously acknowledge that they like men, which can be a struggle in and of itself. And I think the DL part can be used as a crutch or it can be used as a safety net. Again, depending on the context of the situation. A crutch in which way? Um, when it's not used in the right way. But then Where who, who can, are we to define what the right way I'm is? I'm sorry, let me... Let me qualify that. Sorry. I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate, even though I shouldn't be advocating for the devil. Harming yourself or harming other people in whatever way that could be. Okay. So... Black men do not have safe spaces to self-disclose about their sexuality. So I think DL is definitely a result of that. Mm -hmm. So please continue your thought because the next question was, you know, when did down low become a black issue? Well, that I don't know. But I will say it relates to the black community. Just Well, you said it. You know what I mean? Like, black men are not afforded safe spaces to express their sexuality in whatever facet that may be. So this whole DL culture creates a safe space. Now, if we could just, like, pull it back, because I think a lot of people still subscribe to DL being you're in a relationship with a woman and you're fucking a man. Mm. I'm not necessarily advocating for that because that is not healthy. That's not healthy, cool. Yeah, right? that's not cool. Well, okay. Again, bring that back. It's not healthy if the woman doesn't know about it. If you guys have a open relationship or a situation in which she's cool with you, you know, sleeping with or creating emotional bonds with whomever on the side, that can be positive as long as the communication is there. If there is deceit there, if there is uh, unknowing on whatever, whomever your primary partner is, right? Because you can be down low and have a male partner and be down low with somebody else. That's called cheating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then that's unhealthy. Where I say down low is a safe space is if you 
again, I'm looking at it at the context of being private. If you are in a private relationship with someone, you don't feel like you have a safe space to express your sexuality as a man with another man, and you decide to be private with that relationship, I don't see anything wrong with that. And I think for the black community, for black men especially, yeah. who, if they choose to be open with their sexuality, it places them in a box, this is their safe space. And this is why I say DL is necessary. So, I hope I'm clear. Am I clear? Yeah. Iyama clear or more like and muddy I have a water follow-up clear? question. Say it again. Iyama clear or muddy water clear? <laughs> Iyama. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. So, what I'm hearing from you is it's, DL is not necessarily a black issue because you don't have to be black to necessarily fit into this category. Absolutely. Do but I think for black men, it can be a positive thing. Okay. If you make it a black issue, it can be a positive thing for our community. I'm not really sure when it became a black issue either. But I think it is worth noting that, I mean, think about slavery and Mm -hmm. how sexuality was kind of stripped away from us. Mm -hmm. So did black men develop sexually the way that others did? I think the answer is no. And that may have something to do with it. Um, Sexuality wasn't only just stripped. It was both stripped, then placed back on us, but then exploited, right? So because it was sexuality to us has been so damaged historically, we try to preserve what little sexuality we have left through what? Through rigid scripts, through rigid gender roles, through rigid acts of performance, which is why a man has to be a quote-unquote man. A man cannot have sex with another man because that makes him less of a man, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, again, it brings it back to why the DL can be such a safe space for black men. Mm -hmm. You know? Absolutely. And I thought, and and that was my thought from the very beginning, that it can be a safe space depending on the context of, Mm -hmm. you know, what the situation is. Yeah. So... And also, coming out is like a... Fire take, hashtag, it's about to be a fire take. Coming out and like the whole closet type of view that we look through, the lens that we look through in this day and age, it's a white fucking construct. You know what I mean? Like white people go through this whole like, you gotta come out. Like, you know, it's time to break the closet doors and be out. I think where our cultures differ is that black people at large know if a guy is gay. Right, especially if that's like your family member or your friend that's really close or whatever. Like we pick up on things. We may not point you and out and like force you to come out of the closet, quote unquote. We may let you rock on your DL lane because we we're like a communal people. We know what what the deal is, Mm -hmm. but we a lot of us really don't care until it comes to the forefront, Mm -hmm. and then we have to deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah, because it's like until you say it. It's not a real thing. Yeah. Or it is a real thing, but like you making it an issue, so let's make it an issue too. I just feel like, especially in my like personal coming out experience, I feel like my parents, like many parents, know yeah. when their kids are gay, but it's until you say it then that it actually becomes like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was young when I came out and that was just like really weird to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all knew. Yeah. Like, come on, you raised me. And the reason, I, yeah, and the reason I say it's, it really is like it a white construct it, that it became you know? a thing. Like, even with mine, like, my mother was just like, oh, I kind of knew. 
And I was just like, well, yeah, girl, we spend like every waking day together. Of course you knew. And it's funny that you said coming out was even weird to you. I will say the same thing was weird to me. The fact that you have to have this structured conversation with your family who has, who allegedly known you since you were born. And it's kind of just like, this is who I am. You don't think your people know who you are? You don't think the friends that you've had for so long, I'm talking about black friends, you know, because black friendships are a little different. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know your yes. friends, yes. right? These people who have known you for so long, you really don't think they know how you identify? I think, though, we as black people are, we may not be as concerned with getting every little detail or having you make that announcement. That's right. not a priority to us. The fact that you are safe, the fact that you feel warm and welcome, like, that is more of a priority. And I could be making a huge generalization. Tweet us if I'm wrong. No, I, I feel, yes, please. But I, I do, I agree. I feel that, especially just going back to slavery, it's kind of embedded in our blood too. <laughs> Not not necessarily go along to get along, but it, you know even in some instances that can be argued mm-hmm. as being true. But we just quiet about a lot of things, even our own strife and our hush, own hush struggles culture. and our own. You know that's why therapy is so taboo in the black community. You know we we really do hold on to things and we don't talk about it. We don't we don't. It's just I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So that kind of like brings me to the topic of, of HIV because that's kind of attached to yeah. when we when we had this conversation it's, about DL. It's right? attached to the DL label. Your DL, that's why all of our black women are getting HIV. Can we break that down? Yeah. Being DL does not give you HIV, right? Having unprotected sex with someone who has HIV gives you HIV. There you go. Or just being performing risky behaviors at an increased level. Yeah, Yeah. having risky sex gives you HIV. Not getting tested regularly gives you HIV. You know what spreads HIV? Not telling your partner about your status, not knowing your status, having that same unprotected sex, engaging in those risky behaviors is what gives you HIV. Being DL has nothing to do with that. It may be an overlapping factor. Well, but it's not a cause. <sighs> Sorry, I feel like I'm reading somebody. I feel like <laughs> I'm really jumpy right now. Like my neck is twisting. I'm like giving you all of this, no, but like you, it's real. And I you, think you, yeah. it's really unfortunate because in these 26 years, I've seen so many people, whether it be, you know, on Oprah when Homegirl Who Wrote How Stella Got Her Groove Back, right? talked about how her partner was gay. I've heard so many sermons in church talk about DL culture like it was some negative thing. And now that I've grown a little bit and like I really try to understand the ins and outs of what DL culture is, it's not a negative thing. People put a negative stigma on this thing. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, you should own your sexuality. You should own... Who are we to define what owning your sexuality is? And do straight people own their sexuality all the time? Right. Because you all are not necessarily straight. Like, you can fall somewhere in between <laughs> the lines. Like, you're not making announcements about that. And going back to um, how weird it was for us to come out, it's weird for some of us to come out because y'all don't have to come out. Yeah. You don't have to sit down with your parents yeah. and let them know that you're straight. And you can, you don't have to necessarily be on a spectrum, right? Like, despite whatever the Kinsey scale may say, you could be 100% straight. But nobody is expecting you as a straight person to wear a banner and to tell people who you're fucking, who you're dating, how straight you, excuse me, how straight you are all the time. So why is it that when it comes to 
being a little bit more private about that when you're in a same gender loving relationship that that is not being your true self you are your mm-hmm. true self you're a private ass person who likes the same gender it is what it is and just going back to you know what contributes to you know the outbreak of HIV mm-hmm. you know activists professors po- policymakers have talked about this for years and years and years that you know lack of public resources education Absolutely. discrimination and poverty mm-hmm. these are the things that play a role in why this is such a major issue mm-hmm. in the black and brown in the poor community yeah. and and also add one more factor into it and one of the major factors of this, that contribute to the spread of HIV in the black community is network. Black people, by and large, mm-hmm. are sleeping with black people. It doesn't matter if it's like man, 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 woman, 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 whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So you have HIV in like, say you have HIV it's in like, like a small circle of 10 people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. These people are going to mix and mingle with each other. Right. So your risk of contracting HIV oh, is higher. higher. Right. So my thing is, you can't just say, oh, HIV is spreading to whether it be our black woman or whomever because of the DL culture. That's not necessarily That's it. Right. There's, yeah. as you said before, resources, education, like access to care, which is a resource. <laughs> right. The, the overall general network of the fact that we are so concentrated as a people and we are interacting with each other. These are contributing factors. Yes, but do you demonize that as much as you demonize the DL? Right. Because that access to care is a major, major part of it mm-hmm. because you have so many people who don't... The One of the big... The big part of this is if you do not know you have HIV how can you tell somebody how, how can, can you, you tell somebody else yeah and how can you be proactive to self-care mm-hmm. right and that's a really big pro- part of this problem without going back to what we were saying access to resources mm-hmm. education yeah. you know y'all out here shutting down our libraries and closing our schools in our neighborhoods that's what y'all doing and then also just, so yeah. if people don't have access to get tested to know mm-hmm. if they have HIV yeah. or any other type of illness or you know diabetes you know early onset diabetes it's, or whatever yeah, the case is if, if, if people black and brown and poor people don't have access to this information guess what they, you, you are now taking the choice away from them to even make a decision. And even if you have the access, yeah? You still the won't make the decision. The fact of the matter some, is, some people... our community by and large doesn't have good rapport with the medical community. You look at things like right. the Tuskegee syphilis study where people were literally being injected with syphilis right. untr- and left untreated to see how the disease progresses. The effects of things like that still lie relevant and are still alive today so you have a lot of people who are just like i don't trust no damn doctor i'm not about to go get checked out so even if the the resource is there that motivation to utilize it may not be there so there are so many factors contributing to why we experience the disproportionate rates of things that we are and and less and and how soon we forget you know the reports and everything that has come out about the fact that it has been proven that doctors do not administer the same type of care to black patients as they do to their white patients. It has been proven that doctors do not um, prescribe the same level of medication that they do to their white patients compared to black patients. 
So it's there. The receipts are there. So again, I mean, we've been talking about this for episodes and episodes. We just waiting for y'all to talk about it and just admit what it is. That is it. (laughs) That is it. So we also, we kind of touched on this question a little bit. When when did it become a a gay issue? And I just wanted to note that back in December um, 1995, R. Kelly released a single with the Isley Brothers entitled Down Low, mm-hmm. which actually was recently covered and sampled by The Weeknd on like a recent episode of Uvu Sound Radio. So I, pr- I pronounced that right, right? Uvu? Ovo? Um, OVO. OVO. Ooh. Right? Is that like Drake's thing? I think you're right. It is Because The Weeknd is like Drake's protege. My bad, y'all. I don't know. I'm getting dragged as I speak. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this won't be the last or the first time I fuck some shit up. Um, right, as P. Ryan is holding up Let me bottle. tell you, this episode was brought to you by La Maldita Wine. It'll bless you. Yeah, okay? this shit is good. La Maldita. It is so See? good. I, I fucked it up the second time. Directed by Hype Williams, <laughs> the song talked about a man who was messing around with a married woman. And he was basically telling her, keep it on the down low. Nobody so that, else has to know. So in essence, that's a down. So again, home. when did it become a gay issue? Because gay men aren't the only people who are keeping it on the down low. Right. But I think because since the dawn of time, it's been by and large accepted that men cheat on women with other women. They just call it cheating. Mm-hmm. There has to be a new label for what it is when, to conceptualize what it is when a man cheats on his female partner or cheats on whomever with a man. Right. So you call it the DL. I'm just like, girl. Cheating is cheating, which is why I don't stand for it. And I don't put the DL umbrella over cheating. Cheating is a completely different thing. And I would right. love, we need a straight woman on this show because we need to have this conversation with straight women about other things. But cheating is cheating. DL, I think, is more so about privacy. And it's full time. We're in the year of our Lord 2017 to make those lines distinct. And I think it's a lot of just ignorance out there. Absolutely. This Shit, we might be me. ignorant. I mean, <laughs> okay, like it's a thing. We don't. We know all everything. carry our ignorance and yeah. our biases, and like absolutely, the fact that we're even positioning this argument could be a complete bias, and I'm sure it's going to ruffle somebody's feathers. But it's like, Twitter's, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, again, just going back to this whole idea of just ignorance, mm-hmm. this reminded me of Precious in the movie. You remember, a dummy, bitch. <laughs> remember when... So we know that Precious had contracted HIV yeah, from her stepdad. Her daddy. Right, from being molested from her stepdad. Mm. So her mom comes to visit her later on, like toward the end of the movie, when Precious is doing a lot better, has already had the baby. And the mother, Mary, who played by... Monique. Monique looks a little like not well Mm. right and so Precious is having this conversation with her and I can't remember the scene exactly so forgive me but basically Mary was just like Precious told her like mom you need to go get yourself checked Mm -hmm. like that man got me sick he gave me H. let me not say sick I don't want to put a negative connotation. Well, I mean, it's an infection. Please forgive me. A common cold is an infection. It's it's sick. I don't want to put like a... It's a thing. (laughs) I think where it gets fucked up is when you call it dirty. That shit is... Yeah. yeah. I won't say that. I'm not saying that at all. 
Um, but she was like, basically, I got HIV from my stepdad. You've been having sex with him. You need to go get yourself checked. And Mary was just like, nah, I'm good. I, I ain't get HIV because we, we fucking in the butt. So it's her ignorance thinking, yeah. Yeah. okay, HIV, you know what I mean? Like, I'm fucking in the butt. I'm not, you know, he's not gay. Mm-hmm. At least that I'm thinking. Yeah. So I'm good. Wowzers. Yeah. Did that make sense? It made the sense. Okay. Yeah. Would you date someone who's on the DL? Thank you for asking. This has been another episode <laughs> of the Hung Up Podcast. <laughs> Have a blessed time. <laughs> you are so crazy. Yes, Eric, I would. Mm. I would. It would take some maneuvering. I'm about to tell you all the more. It would take some maneuvering, right? Um, Because you have me, this, hi, my name is Patrick, you know, um, individual who is not necessarily out here waving a rainbow flag at all, but is open to having conversation about my sexuality, about my journey, about how I maneuver different spaces, and then to have a partner then who wants to keep things a little private there's going to have to be some communication and some figuring out of like what DL means to him and how we're going to make this work. I would say that, which is why I don't think DL is just like you have a wife and you're fucking a man on the low. I think you can have a DL partner, but still go out on dates, but still, you know, have a serious relationship, but still raise, you know, a child. That partner may not want to parade you around and, have you on display but i'm not a trophy i'm going into relationships to really build something with an individual i i don't think where i am right now i could change tomorrow where i am right now i don't need you showcasing me on instagram or i don't need you telling all of your friends about me Mm -hmm. more than likely your family will know about me whether or not you choose to communicate that because again families know and close individuals to you probably will pick up and know but i don't need a, a fucking announcement so yeah. I, yeah. Could, I could do that. What sure. about you? You sure. own my business, the fuck? Sure. <laughs> Depending on where I'm at in my dating life, why not? I guess mm-hmm. a concern for me would be who are you not telling? Mom and dad mm-hmm. is one thing, mm-hmm. but a wife at home, no. Like, and I wouldn't be And this is the thing, too. So we would ha- that's another thing we would have to talk about. Or like, a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, and I'm not. We live in 2017. That's how you end up on the ID channel. Because I'm not trying to have nobody kill me, <laughs> right, okay? Right. When I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. But that's enough, That's why you have to have a conversation. And I think in this day and age, there's no excuse, right? Mm-hmm. If I know you have somebody, what I'm, what I'm doing with you is not DL. I'm allowing you to cheat. Mm. And that's where the differentiation comes. Is it cheating, though, if it's acknowledged and... What, with her? Accepted? Oh, like with the other party? If it's acknowledged and accepted with the When you the said, I'm allowing you to cheat. Yes. Unpack that for me. I'm allowing you, if there's deceit, like if you have a partner and your partner doesn't know that you are with me, that is cheating. So what right. I'm doing with you is not necessarily DL to me. It is just straight up cheating. Oh, I got you. You know yes. what I mean? No, that's true. If your partner, again, no, is right. okay with it, it goes back to the open relationship thing, mm-hmm. right? If your partner knows about me and we can all go to breakfast and he right. he and he he. Where I am right now, let me be very clear, because a lot of y'all has shit to say about the open relationships episode. Where I am <laughs> today, okay? Where I am in this moment. Uh, what is it? The 14th of September in the year of our Lord, 2017. I will be okay with that. I, I'm not okay with the deceit and the cheating and 
Right. Yeah, that's that's a no go. I think it would be a very different dating experience, and I'm not totally opposed to it. We would be, we would have to be comfortable enough with ourselves to go for what works for us. Yeah. Fuck what other people think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that every type of DL is acceptable or workable for me. Now, as far as a, like, you know, a long-term relationship, I don't know um, if that's the road that. You don't think it could work? I imagine my life a certain way and I don't really feel like DL fits into that. I don't want my relationship to be secret. Yeah. If that's what it is. But see, let's unpack. But dating, I don't necessarily care too much about that because I feel like that's about exploration. Yeah. And trying to figure myself out. And so out let me let me actually backtrack a little bit. Yeah. With me dating, which is where I'm at in, in my life right now, I'm figuring things out, mm-hmm. what I like, what I want. I think I have an idea of what that is right now. Yeah. But that could seriously change. You know what I mean? But where I'm at right now, I do want to get married. I do want to have kids. Mm -hmm. And I want to share that not only with my family, but with my close friends. Yeah. See, that's where I was thinking about this for a while. Like, ever since you brought up this whole conversation, like, a week ago or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. I was really thinking about this. And I don't think dating someone on the DL could hinder that. Like, for example, I want to share my partner with my family. A DL man may be okay with opening up himself to my family. Mm-hmm. It may just be he's not at a place, or he's not at a place in his sexual journey, his identity journey, whatever, to be transparent with his family. So, like, in my mind, I feel like if we can curate something on one side, like... If it works for you. If it works, then it works. We gotta do it and outside of DL. Yeah. I think in relationships in general, we just have to do what works Figure out us. what works. And yeah. I just feel like I'm an adventurer, right? So I'm saying all this shit now. Who knows if it'll, like, actually pan out mm-hmm. like this? Who even knows if I'll be with a DL man? More than likely, it'll be with some nigga who, like, you know, wants to wife me up. A gay lawyer who's out there. 6'3", chocolate, whatever. Holla. Hung up hot at gmail.com. 6'3", or white chocolate. Plays tennis. Listen, I'm open, okay? You free on Friday? I'm free on Friday. No, okay. We need to be out on them courts. On the courts? Y'all can I wear my booty shirt. Y'all can hook up after. Yeah. Ready to bounce some tennis balls? Anywho, so <laughs> who knows if it'll even like pan out where I'll even have a DL experience, but where I am right now, the adventure in me is saying that I'm open to it. And I'm open to seeing yes, where it goes. The and how adventure in you. I like that. I like that. I'm just open. And didn't you mention like social media? Oh, I did. As far as like your presence on social media. So then a part of that, like with, can you date a DL man? I think some people will cut it off for the simple fact that like they're not showcased on social media. We have this obsession with letting everybody in the world know that we're dating somebody. I don't need that. And nobody, like who the fuck needs that? What, how does that validate your relationship? It doesn't. So if it's even a matter of fact of like, I'm o- we're open to each other's families. We're open to each other's friends, but yeah. yet he doesn't want to post me on Instagram. That's a form of DL to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the same time, like I don't give a fuck about that. Take me off your Instagram. I got my whole Instagram by itself. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, I don't know. I'm open. No, I'm I'm here for it because when it comes to social media, I feel like I want people to mind their business anyway. I'm really not Mind down. your business. Just mind your business. Just in the words bit. of Wilson. Just a little bit. That's good. Because I, I still have I'm to. I'm going to take the rest. 
I feel like folks, I'm I'm very private and low key anyway when you it comes deal. to certain things. So just, just no, but going back <laughs> on your point, like in in really what both of our points are is that DL can look like a lot of different things Some for a lot of different people. Right. Some people just call it discreet because I've always been when it comes especially to relationships and dating, I've never been one down for the excessive display of affection online. Yeah. That's just never been me. I'm cool with some of it but listen we don't gotta do that so as far as how I'm gonna maneuver this thing mm-hmm. listen we only kicking it at night because my friends can be around okay so what we Netflix and chilling so we stay in there oh so we fuck buddies listen. that's what that is okay and these are definitions or we can go out but I gotta be cool and chill Okay, because you're going to be checking it up with, like, girls while we together, and I'm supposed to be down with that. Oh, cool. no, no, no. That's not kissing me. No, no I'm no, not no. going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think we're on the same page. We yeah. You know, <laughs> we at least in the same library. I don't know if we're on the same page yet, but we at least in the library. You don't think so? I don't know. Bitch, I'm drunk. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like we've I agreed um, on a lot of this. Yes, we do. But I think... At the end of the day, like we like we've been saying, this shit looks different for everybody, mm-hmm. and it could look different for you with different people that you date. Absolutely, absolutely. So there's no one way of doing this thing, but just going back to my original point, I think when you become destructive or harmful for you, to yourself or others, take mm-hmm. the DL out of it. You just you can be mess. harmful you to yourself or other people and mm-hmm. not be DL and be doing other stuff out here in the streets. That is that. So my thing is, as long as you're taking care of yourself and taking care of the people around you, do what the fuck you want to do. Yes. Be grown. But not too grown, because <laughs> Jesus is watching. Be grown. <laughs> if you grown, be grown. Jesus know our heart, and he made us this way. Uh, he does know your heart, and he know you ain't shit. See, don't do that. We are made in his I can't image. wait for us to have that Bible uh, conversation. Because the Lord does know your heart, but if he know you ain't shit, what's the point, sis? Fix your ways. The Lord is coming. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I get one? No? Okay, cool. Talk to you never. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that wraps up. The conversation? The conversation. Oh my gosh, I was so ready to have more convo. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Not thank you, but like, that's amazing. Let's go back. Did I miss anything? I don't think so, but I think Did you want to add anything? Let's wrap the... How about this? Let's wrap the conversation. With like final thoughts? What would you like to add to that? Absolutely nothing, but I just want to say this was so dope that like I didn't even realize we were done. It was amazing. (laughs) I don't even know why I said thank you earlier. I'm a hot ass mess. Can we... Clink, clink to it? Clink, clink. Look in my eyes or it's having years of bad sex. My eyes are wide. I'm just like, give me one year of good sex. Give me one day. Five minutes. <laughs> Actually, some of us are out here dry as a bone. Dry bones? Mm. Dry bones. Mm. Anybody? It's out here, though. Hey, so you know. We what haven't done it in it a while. Is. We haven't done it in hey. a while. But I'm going to do it with a smile. <laughs> Hung pop. Hung pop. You know what time it is. Hung pop. You know what time it is. Hung pop. You know what time it is. You know what. 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 What time it is. Hey, 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 hey. Twerk, 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 twerk. Oh my gosh, your dog is attacking me. Oh, Tristan, no, no. No. You no means no. No means no. You're right. But you you know they say like 
dogs kind of like react based on the energy. Yeah, that they I gotta, feel. I gotta so, decrease my energy. Tristan, come here. <laughs> come here, Tris. Come here. Sit down. So this is the hung pop. <laughs> First and foremost, I know we don't have it even on like the outline. We watched Insecure together. Please, if we for like the first time, yes, and it was the finale. (laughs) First of all, shout out to Issa Rae for being the new face of CoverGirl. She looked absolutely gorgeous in her photos. I love her. Let's now talk about the show. Mm. Wait, you want to talk about the last episode? Yes, just really quickly. If we can just do it in five minutes or less, five minutes, five minutes or less. I, I just, I have so many feelings. I even journaled about it, relating to my life, because I'm going to just put myself out there. I am Molly. And I can't be mad at her. Molly has... But we, you declared this. I did. You're Molly I did. and I'm Issa. Yeah. But I think Molly is less of now like a pathetic individual just like out here trying to find this perfect man. I feel like she's becoming an ethical hoe. She's growing. And I really believe that ethical hoism is the way to go. Yeah. In the year of our Lord 2017. Talk to us. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So... The episode before the finale, Molly texts Joe and she's just like, I can't do this. Now, me and Molly are like this, okay? Meanwhile, that's all she wanted to do. No, me and Molly are like this. I was just like, girl, give it next episode. You're going to be right back with them. I know how you play the game, because I play it too. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Here she goes. She's on, back Vivica. in therapy, right? Come on, Vivica. Two can play that game. Okay? <laughs> we the same person. She was up in therapy, and I'm like, okay, she's trying to get her life together. And because I know that I am Molly, I fucks with this concept. The therapist was like, she encouraged Molly to look at Pastor Body Bay Quentin as not a should, but a could, right? Because Molly's all just like, he should be like this. He's Everything not. in her life is should, yeah, should, should. But then she does see him as the could. And honestly, in my mind, when Molly fucked Quentin, yeah. I was just like, I wasn't too surprised. And I wasn't mad at her because I was just like, you're looking at him at what he could be. He could just be a good busted nut. Or he could be somebody who supports you emotionally, but you know it's not going to go where. Go anywhere, excuse me. How many times do we get in situations where it's just like, in a way, the nigga is perfect. Like, we vibe on like a friend mm-hmm. level. He makes me feel really comfortable. You know, there may be a little sexual attraction, nothing that I want to take into something serious, but I'm just like, all right, let's fuck. Cool. Same time though, Molly mm-hmm. owns her other self where she's just like, I still fucks with Joe Dro. I have this deep connection with him. I'm still going to show up in my lingerie and my little fuzzy shoes for him. I can't be mad at it. She's an ethical hoe. So am I Molly girl. We are in the same library on the same page in the same book in the same town. Let me just say, that was an epic moment in the last episode when we were talking about Dro, Mm -hmm. and I compared him to Twisty the Clown, and I showed you that picture of Twisty the Clown. So you you just gonna bring up my trauma? You gonna bring up the post-traumatic stuff? Oh, I'll never forget it. That was at one hour, nine minutes, exactly. You are so nasty and so rude. Why would you even show me that picture? Go back to that, y'all. It's just listen to... Patrick's response. You ain't right. I loved it. I replayed that part like five also, times. Also, shout out to Lawrence's ass. Did he get a little thicker? He keep getting thick. Lawrence's butt looks so good. I was just, and I'm not a top by any means. He would definitely have to run through me. But Lawrence, that booty is definitely something worth grabbing. Shout out to him. Yes, and shout out to Serena Williams. Oh, speaking of nice baby. booties. Yeah, speaking of nice booties, and, and see, you get that boot. That's a tennis court booty. Tennis Which court legs. I played tennis in high school, and my thing was flat as a pancake. I had to be up in that gym squatting to get what I got today. 
That's like, I don't know what kind of tennis you was playing. The the one with the Asics on and the stringed racket. Because listen, even these white men out here on these tennis courts, they got legs and booty. Well, maybe your tennis the professional can tennis help me out. Oh. Tennis Bay. Tennis Bay, are you Let listening? Me know. Are you out there? If you like them a little chocolate and thick, I'm here for you. <laughs> I'm here. Yes, for chocolate and thick. I know what I am. I know what I'm working with. Embrace it. Okay? Embrace those curves. And I'll cook for you. Hollywood. <laughs> But yeah, I just wanted to say shout out to Serena. So she gave birth her. to a beautiful baby girl. Her name is Alexis Olympia. Okay. Because she's about to be an Olympian. Okay. She, she yeah, she was born on September first. Mm-hmm. So shout out. Well, to she's Serena. a junior. Alexis Olympia Ohanian Junior. That's so fucking amazing. She's a beautiful girl. Yeah. Gorgeous baby. She's a beautiful Gorgeous. baby girl. So shout out to Serena, and I and I'm sure that people are hating because anything she does, people come at her on her social media. But again, but as she was in the sorry video, she ain't think about them. Okay. Come on now. In a full leotard, I Serena, I speak your name today and tomorrow yes. and yesterday. Yes. All right. <laughs> you had a little piece of the hung pop, Eric, and I appreciate this because I actually thought about this story, but I didn't post it. Sorry if I'm like sipping tea. I had to make some hot tea. Eric is a full embodiment of some shade green right tea. Now. He's sipping green tea like Kermit. <laughs> Go ahead. What's the next topic? It was just Serena. What's the next? Okay, one? so Eric doesn't want to highlight the fact oh, that police oh, oh, interviewed oh, 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 twelve oh, oh, people oh. in connection with the death of Kaneka Jenkins, and cops say social media detectives are making the investigation difficult. Yeah. Please talk about that though. I just. And honestly, I don't want to speak too much on it because yeah. I, I I know this has been like all over social media. Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to send my condolences to the Jenkins family. Um, it's really just sad that this this young lady lost her life, and it seems like there's not enough pressure. Where they're trying to say like this girl, I heard she. They're trying she to say walked she walked into the freezer. Into the freezer so, and, and somebody herself. tweeted, which is why I love tweet, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Did she rape herself, kill herself, then walk in the freezer? Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? And this is where we go back to black lives are not valued. This is Come why we now. have the Black Lives Matter movement. Yes. This is why we're yes. constantly saying, yes. "Hey, bitch, we are here." Yes. We need to be protected as well. Like, yes. for somebody to be raped, killed, and then so young. What did it say? 12, oh wait, not 12 years old, but like she was a young girl. Yeah. She was in her teens, no? She or was. Or 20s. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure how old she is. I, I can't see that in the art. But she, she was, was 19. Okay. 19 teens. year old from Chicago. She was definitely a young girl. So for all of this to happen, like, why isn't there pressure to find out what is going on? And it's so telling that she's even in Chicago. And people and the police are dragging their feet with this. Yeah, and the family has definitely come forward and expressed their concerns about you know their suspicions of foul play, mm-hmm. and it just seems like no one's taking that seriously. So I really am you know praying for the Jenkins family, and yeah. you know I send my condolences. It's really sad. Nineteen. It's horrible. She didn't even get to live her life. Part of her life is just gone. Um, Randy Jackson spills the tea on her his sister Janet Jackson said she was in an abusive relationship and is still being harassed by her ex-husband Wissam Almana now not much to say about that but I guess we can tell why she would leave in the middle of the night with that baby and I'm glad she got her 5 million 
just like Catherine did. You know, history repeats. In the middle of the night, didn't she Eric, get the kids? Eric, let me tell you something. And got out of there. Let me tell you something. She got taken back, but she she got out of there. Because last week we said that we repeat the stories of our family, of our parents, and of those in front of us. Come on, right? Now. Yeah. The fact that she's in all of this, apparently, according to Love Be Scott, she was called a bitch every day by this man, and he was verbally abusive, never physically. Mm. But for Catherine to go through all she went through with Joe. Then for it to trickle down and see Janet go through everything, we uh, what I want to tell people: we learn these behaviors. Yeah, because the they things watch that we're going through, go through this. I encourage everybody who's going through some relationship fuckery, the stuff you're going through, you may not want to have a full conversation with your parents, but try to investigate what your parents went through in their yeah. relationships, whether it be with your mom or daddy, yeah. or whether it be with somebody else. And I bet you, you can connect some type of dot. It, it really yeah. so. The question then comes up, what chain do you want to break today? Break the chains like Tasha Cobbs. Break every chain today. Let's end on a happy note. You know we love some Cardi B, some Bodak Yellow. Love me some Nicki Minaj, some Rake It Up. Guess who's the next artist on the town? Black China, my nigga. (laughs) Black China is teaming up with Jeremiah, Sway Lee, Tori Lanes and more for her debut rap album. She's also being, I think, produced, they said, by Molly Mall. So China's about to come through with that fire, and she's having a mixture of rap, poetic rap, whatever that may be, oh. and just, like, <laughs> singing. And okay. China is from South East D.C.? She's from the hood in D.C. I bet you China can blow low-key. And she's just waiting for this moment to really fuck us up. I'm ready for China. I think Southeast is, yeah, that's like the roughest part of mm-hmm. D.C., I think. Okay. Tokyo Tony tells us all. Anyway, <laughs> China's about to kill it. So that's that. that all right, for Hung Pop. Hung Pop. Hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> so have you heard Kate Michelle's new track, Birthday? No. But I want to hear everything that she's putting out recently. So after we finish taping, I'll play it for you. You know, she's preparing to drop her fourth album. Mm-hmm. So she just released this song, Birthday, along with another track called Either Way with Chris Brown. You know what? The single cover had me fooled <laughs> because I thought it was a picture of a woman wearing one of those long gold chain dresses but it's actually a fancy choker going down some black tits. Listen, I'm here for it. <laughs> Wait, can we find this online? Yeah, Google um, birthday K. Michelle. First of all, the cover, bald and she looks gorgeous. Well, she has like this kind of like theme going on. Yeah. It's like she's painted like this dark, dark charcoal black. And then she's wearing like gold either. In this case, it was a gold choker. Okay, I see it. She looks cute. But I, th- I think I saw Is like, this a her crown album of art. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh-uh, that's demonic. She's not going to be my lord shit. and savior. Not today. Uh-uh. I got to cut that out. See, that's the thing. Y'all can't be comparing yourself to Jesus like this. Why you got on a crown of thorns? Who crucified Ooh. you, sis? Except Idris' dick. Idris's dick. That's she, the only thing that pierced you. Listen, or she might pierced be... Pierced you in the side. She might be, you know, a Game of Thrones fan. She might be feeling, uh, you Who know. wore a crown of thorns on Game of Thrones? Well, not a, a crown of thorns, but just a similar crown because that that crown I can remember the young boy's name, 
Let me stop because I'm not even caught up to Game of Thrones. <laughs> Wait, you think so? I'm not, you think? I'm not uh, about to start talking about Eric it. Hashtag Eric ain't real. <laughs> hashtag Eric ain't real. No, I'm. Listen, I've been catching up. I started at season five. I'm at the end of season six. I just watched mm-hmm. the finale of season six, which completely blew my mind. So now I'm starting on uh, season seven. Came which we're in right look now. Amazing. Don't she look good? She looks great. And the beat is cool. So, Kay is giving you some smooth, controlled R&B vocals in the beginning of the track. Mm-hmm. But then later on, she showcases some of her rap skills. She's rapping in it? She is rapping in the song. Oh, wow. And she's decent. Like, I, okay. I was, it was, it was, it was cool. Kay is like three different people in this song. But, hey. She's like three different? She's like three different people in this song. What you mean? Just three different people. It's three different personalities. You know I recommend her. I told you she's rapping, she's singing, and I feel oh, like she's doing okay. something kind of in between, too, um, where she's not really singing, but she's not really rapping. She's giving you that Drake effect. Mm, I love Drake. But the crazier, the better when it comes to music for me. Um, the, the chorus is a scandal, though. She say, it's your birthday, baby. What you want to do? Got some bitches. Got some pretty bitches coming through. No, I said I never do it, but I guess I lie. Roll a L, roll a L, fuck it, let's get high. You out here, clearly you about that life. I see you, Kay. You know she lives in Atlanta. Shout out to her. She out here doing it. Listen, besides that, following last week's Insecure episode, Spotify has a pretty lit Insecure playlist Cute. with the likes of Brian Tiller, Miss yeah. Jasmine Sullivan, Bryson? and of course, what did I say? Brian. Oh, who's Brian Tiller? You know? He's not like a country singer. No, it's Bryson Tiller. Okay. <laughs> Wait, now I gotta check. Brian Tiller. Insecure. It's definitely not Brian Going Tiller. Going down to the dune. Gentrification. <laughs> You got me second guessing my damn self. No, I'm sorry. The man's name is Bryson Tiller. Okay, perf. <sighs> <laughs> Perfect. So Bryson Tiller, who else? Miss Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, love. And of course SZA, which we heard oh. on the last episode yes. of Insecure, which my she man did. Is, a, my man is your man. Her no, man no. She like wrote a song specifically Whoa, bitch, for I was just the, referencing where she is from. for the um, for the last episode, and I and I'm almost certain this is on the Insecure playlist yeah. on Spotify. A couple artists actually wrote unique songs for the show, like yeah, I, Roman G and Arthur. Nice, yeah, nice. Guess what? What? Issa is also featured on the playlist, giving those giving us those hilarious mirror monologues that we don't love do it. From Does the she show. do? You gonna block me, my nigga? Like you must humble my nigga. Put your doubts to the side. Get his ass in the bed. Even if it's whack, you could still get some head. Go, go for it. it. Go, go for it. it. Go. Ho for it. Ho for it. Ho. Do you want that dick or, or no? Nah. You better go for it. Go for it. Ho. Oh yes. <laughs> yes, Issa. That's supposed to be my song every weekend, except for this one, because I'll be inside. <laughs> Excuse me, y'all. But yeah, check it out. She has like three or four monologues on there from the show. So it's cool. As always, you can find me on Spotify by searching by my name, Eric Cole. Check out my playlist. They poppin'. Whatever your mood, I got a little something for you. Cute. Yeah. Very cute. So is it that time again? Yes, sir. Is it that time again? Yes, sir. (laughs) 
<laughs> Wait. <laughs> Why did I make that face? I know you're about to say that. I made that face because it was fun to make. Can you, can you hit that note again? <laughs> you know yeah, how back in the day, in the 90s, like them R&B singers would try to go low? They did that. And shout out to Tony Braxton, yo. The cover she of her album. single. Is that her album or her single with the hat on? Yeah. I thought it was Tony Braxton. She looks just like Tony Braxton in that picture. She is Tony Braxton. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, sometimes sickness does you well. In the voice. Yeah. I know she got a little mm. lupus. It snatched her right on up. Oh my it God. It really did. No, no shade. It really did. Like, she looks great. I love it. Okay, cool. Yes. So, <laughs> I am hung up. <laughs> That's fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> she looks great. Maybe it's the good dick she's getting from Birdman. Just another sad love song wrecking my brain like crazy. Guess I'm all torn up. Even fast or slow, it doesn't let go of shame. And it's I can see the face. You know, you gotta make them faces so you get the notes out. She's great. I love you, you, Tony. (laughs) Tony! (laughs) (laughs) Tony, I love you. Tony, (laughs) don't! Like my (laughs) bae! I'm so done with you. I am hung up over Jamel Hill. Jamela? Jamel. Jamela. She know her name, Jamela Hill. Yes. I just want to respect her name. So, girl, just send me the pronunciation of your name whenever you, if you ever hear. Put some respect on that name. I really want to, because I'm hung up over her. She called Donald Trump a white supremacist. She tweeted a while Mm. ago that Donald Trump is just a white supremacist who hangs out with white supremacists. Right. That's what it is. No fucking lie. No lie. No lie. It's true. No lie in sight. (laughs) No, it's all very loud. It's facts. Right. And so, yes, I just spoke Spanish. She then, she works for ESPN. ESPN released a statement saying that, I'm coming up with a statement, I'm coming up with a statement. ESPN said, here we go. The comments on Twitter from Jamel Hill, Jamela Hills, Jamela Hill, excuse me, regarding the president do not represent the position of ESPN. We have addressed this with Jamela and she recognizes her actions were inappropriate. So all I have to say to this is, how, in what way were her actions inappropriate? When is telling the truth inappropriate? I think ESPN re- may have some ties to 45 and his family or whatever, or may, you know, their pockets may be impacted by what she stated, but she told the fucking truth. She has been telling the truth. Maxine Waters has been telling the truth. Angela Rye has been telling the truth. And so many times our black women are being berated by the media, by the public, because they are doing what? Telling the truth. We don't need to, there's no time to live in fucking lies. He is a white supremacist who rides with fucking white supremacists. All she did was call it what it is. What's crazy too, and which shows you that it's not just a, her speaking out against 45, it's a her being a black woman strong enough to speak out against 45. Oh. Some white girl spoke out against Donald Trump in less, maybe less than 48 hours than when she released that tweet. 
and she's gotten followers, she's gotten fans, she's been praised for what she's saying. So why is it that when a black woman says, this nigga who y'all voted into office is nothing but a fuckboy? Ain't this the same thing that happened at work? Okay. That's all I have to say. Jamela, girl, I speak your name. I apologize for butchering your name, but I speak it and I put respects on it because I fucks with you. Yes. That's all I got to say. You hung it up? All right. You hung it up? Oh my gosh, get me <laughs> off of this show? Are you hung up Apollo, or hanging yeah, up? Get away from me with this, Apollo. Okay, I need to get away from you with this. I'm just pulling this whole thing down. Nah, you good. You Thanks, you brought up Angela Rye, so I want to just say shout out to her and Common. Oh, don't they look good? Mm. Oh, I had to pray over that situation. Y'all just they go ahead good. and just give us all the pictures and the photos and the babies. Yes. And, and most importantly, just be happy. Mm-hmm. So just so just proud, and it is always great to see black love and to be represented um, in a positive light. So y'all keep on doing what y'all doing. You know what? I This week I am hanging up on, well, first, first and foremost, shout out to everyone down in Texas and Florida and, and, and the Carolinas and everywhere else that was severe in oh, the Virgin Islands. People are not talking about the Virgin Islands yes. as much, but shout out to everyone who and just... And when they do, they highlight niggas like Kenny Chesney, who is not a fucking native of the Virgin Islands. But I digress. Yeah. Go ahead. So just to everybody who survived the storm, I understand that there were some deaths, so sending my condolences to those families. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people did, were not able to leave, and people just assume that People who stay there are being defiant. No, bitch. They don't know where, where to go. go. Where they gonna go? Where am I, where, these people are literally stuck this is in why their people homes. People are so fucking obtuse. They're so fucking <laughs> stupid. Like, wh- where are you supposed to go? Where these people are literally stuck. Are they supposed to go to the twenty mile pileup on the expressway? Okay. Are they supposed to? They're they're surrounded by water. Like, what are they? What are they? Where are they going? You know what I mean? So, um. I'm hanging up on those reporters because those reporters will sit in the middle. They will go into the eye of the hurricane, literally. They will drive. They blow away. <laughs> they will drive that news truck to the eye of the motherfucking hurricane, get out, set that camera up, put all these people's lives in danger. Who's holding the camera down? Like, the wind is just whipping and blowing there they can barely stand still mm-hmm. and they're out there reporting so i'm i'm hanging up on all the reporters that were out there reporting in the middle of the hurricane when you're i just i just couldn't understand that you know y'all just really putting your life in danger and what is the point of that like do we need to see people out in the middle of the hurricane reporting bitch we can barely hear you yeah. because the wind is just like all over the place so I know that's something that the news has been doing for eons so I don't know if that if that will necessarily change um, and last but not least I'm, I'm hanging up on the people that I live with in this apartment building because oh, I was like bitch who you live with I'm here every week not why? sure why I thought you were getting along with them so we have like two laundry rooms on each floor and it's a it's a community it's yes. a community space, right? So there are rules 
in the laundry room. They are put up. They are plastered up on the wall. They're in English, so you can understand bold print, so you can understand they are numbered. Mm -hmm. So you can start with number one, and you can literally just work your way down until you get to the last number at the bottom. So that, that way you know that you have read all the rules and all the regulations that we're all supposed to abide by. So... I was literally the first person who moved in my building and they were still constructing, like still getting shit together. Now, months later, the building is really starting to fill up. Matter of fact, I talked to my landlord and he told me by like mid October, it's going to be a wrap. Like everything's going to be full. Are you going to have five men on your floor? I don't know. Okay. I'll just have to do the research. It's fine. There's a really cute white guy down here. Okay. So this whole idea, (laughs) this whole idea of it being a community space and people just not taking care of the laundry room. I'm tired of going in the laundry room and seeing your shit, your trash. Clean out the lint. When you dry your clothes, the lint fills up in the little, it's like a little lint basket in the front. Mm -hmm. And you can see it is visible when you open the door. Mm -hmm. So the idea is clean your shit out. So that way, when the next person comes in behind you, they don't have to clean out the lint that came from your crusty ass drawers or your dirty ass shirt or whatever the fuck else you washed in the washing machine and dried in the dryer, probably the wrong way. And now I got to clean your lint out, which is just filled with stuff like hair. Whose hair is this? Is this a dog's hair? Is this a human's hair? Is this pubic hair? I don't know. Wow, but so I have to clean it out is before I draw, dry my hair. clothes because mm-hmm. otherwise I will burn the laundry room down, which in turn will probably connect to my apartment and just burn all this shit down. So in an effort of just being fed up with shit, guess what I did? I made my own little signs. I wrote out little notes on, look at these, look. On post-it? And I had plenty Eric gave us a post-it praise. In my drawer. I have all these postcards. Oh my God. And I wrote messages on the card to my fellow neighbors. Telling them passive aggressive. To clean. You gotta be assertive, not passive aggressive. Behind themselves. Okay. And you know what? They wrote Here you a I message am, back. days later, huh? They wrote you a message back? You know what? Here we are days later, and I, and I just knew that when I went back in there to look that I was either going to have a message back, like, fuck you, right? <laughs> or the shit was going to be torn down or ripped up or whatever or just gone. Guess what? It's still there. It's still... Both notes are still there because I put it on two dryers. Mm. Both notes are still there. And guess what? The laundry room has been clean. They probably think it's from the landlord. Ever since I put those messages up there. So the, 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 the whole idea of this is say how you feel. Say how you feel. If you angry about some shit, sometimes you got to let people know how you feeling about some shit. Okay. Okay. I hear you. So, there we go. There we go. Looking beautiful just because I let you go. There you go. Come on, pink. Yes, I love me some pink. Back in the days where her hair was pink. pink. Oh, Oh, her hair. She was black and her hair was pink. (laughs) Yes. 
Well, chickens, that was another episode <laughs> of the Hung Up Podcast. Chickens. What kind of chickens? Fried. KFC or Popeyes? Popeye. Oh, Come on well, it now. depends on Extra the day. Because sometimes I'd be craving some KFC. Don't get me fucked up. Well, remember back in the day, KFC had those barbecue wings. They don't have them anymore. I mean, I just go for the original. I like I the love original. original KFC breast. I like the or original. Like original thigh. I like biscuits. Oh, I love it. Why do you say it like and that? Potato you got me kind of like. Oh, mm. no. It was oh. weird. Oh. It was too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eric, get away from me. Eric and I are dating, guys. Bye. It's like, I'm just kidding. No, we're not. <laughs> this is another episode of the Hung Up Podcast where we enjoyed our conversation. So, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at IMPRYAN. <laughs> at IAMPRYAN. I'm tired. I know, so, baby. I know. Where can we find we you? There. We there. We at the end, babe. We are there. Where can we find you? Guys, you can find me at Edante Cole on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us both on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hungapod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Thanks for listening. Say bye. I say bye a lot. Bye, y'all. Bye. Don't forget the lotion in the back Don't, of your you, ears. You fucked up. <laughs> that ain't right. Bye. Don't forget the lotion in the back of your ears, y'all. That's skin, too. Girl, bye. It's your birthday, baby. What you wanna do? Got some bitches, got some pretty bitches coming through. No, I said I'm.